Hello everybody, I hate to break this to you, but our audio quality isn't quite up to our normal standards. Uh, you longtime listeners know that Char and I take this very seriously, as well as the nerd party in general. Uh, but, you know, things happen, technical difficulties happen along the way, so this is going to happen on episode 404 as well as 405. We had to do a double header this week. So we appreciate your patience with this, and we will be normal quality next week. Live long and prosper. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello everybody at home and welcome to Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am your co-host Tristan Riddell and with me as she always is is Charlene Schmidt. And we are coming at you today with an exciting episode called Something Borrowed, Something Green. Emphasis on green, and as Memory Alpha states it, Tendi is summoned back to Orion for a wedding. And you know that hijinks are going to ensue. Of course. Also, since this is a wedding episode, does that make this the very first very special episode of Lower Decks? <laughs> maybe no i know no no because it would have to be one of the main characters weddings in order for it Teddy's to be a main character but well, it's I mean, not okay but yeah but she's highly involved mm, no doesn't count no doesn't count oh all right fine we'll have to wait <laughs> until like one of our main characters ha- you know has to do drugs and get the lecture or something there you go that, that's that's i think that's probably more likely to happen than one of our lower deckers getting married <laughs> How sad is that? They're more likely to do drugs than to get married. <laughs> but you know what? That's the way this show kind of is. Chances are we get both of those folded in because we got to be extra on lower decks. <laughs> it's true. And spe- yeah, and there, there's a uh, in this episode there there's some extra moments. So uh, it'll be <laughs> it'll be interesting. It sure will. It always is. Uh, you want to jump in? Let's go ahead and jump in. So uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, we will be doing a commentary on the episode. So we are going to queue up the episode for ourselves. You can do so uh, for yourself if you'd like to. And if you're just driving or walking around, you don't need to. We will be uh, we'll be entertaining either way. So w- what we do is we, uh, we prep it up. We queue the episode right after you see CBS Studios production. And then we hit play. We'll give you a countdown of three, two, one. So are you ready, Shar? I am ready. Are you ready? I am. I was born ready. Here we go. So three, two, one, play. All right. So with the music, I thought this was going to be a um, Klingon ship. But then it turned out to be Orion just because, you know, you have those the horns and the clanking. Sure, sure. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. But no, it's very green. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. As Data would say, it is green. I love how in these episodes, like when we get the Phantom ship, we get to see lower deck lower deckers from different ships and different races and and because we saw Romulan lower deckers, we saw now we're seeing Orion lower deckers. It's it's interesting. <laughs> it is, and I don't know if this is a compliment or not, but it's like we're going to encapsulate every stereotype about whatever group we're watching <laughs> into one scene. 
So, you know, the Orion, they have to be talking about how they're going to steal everything. And mm-hmm. the Klingons had to be sharpening their blades and stuff like that. <laughs> it's true. Like, this, it's... Well, you know, Lower Decks does try to subvert the... Like, it, it uses Star Trek tropes, and it also tries to subvert those Star Trek tropes. But yes. there's always the trappings of the monolithic culture of... <laughs> Yes. Of races in Star Trek. And now, you know, granted, Tendi is an example of how that goes in the opposite direction. Like, they've made Tendi to not be, a, like, specifically not be a pirate. And this is the whole right. point of this episode of how, you know, she was born to be in the syndicate. She was raised in there, but she didn't want to be. She wanted to be a nerdy scientist. Yeah. And that's the whole struggle of the episode. But at the same time, in order to show that struggle, you have to show the monolithic aspects of what we know about it. <laughs> Right, which is why we get both. So for those who are listening to us like in real time, this episode's a little late because life happened. We're actually recording a double header today, and I can't help but notice like your voice is just a teeny <laughs> tiny bit lower than it normally just, is. Just a yeah. little bit lower. Yeah, I, I was, me and my family were basically sick for a week, so you can kind of hear it, hear it in my, in my voice right here. Yes, it sounds, yes, you were, I'm so glad you channeled George Takei because that is exactly what it was reminding me of. <laughs> I, okay, See, okay, I love George Takei's voice. I, re- I really do, but there's there's many times when he sounds like he has a cold. And my favorite yes. example of this is in Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, where he's lost in the woods with Chekhov. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's talking with Uhura and he's like, there, there, there seems to be some sort of blizzard. <laughs> Oh, wow, that was really good. <laughs> well, I'm going to utilize the sickness some way. Hey, you know, yeah, use it to your advantage while you still can. It's so a gift. So episode four and another reference to them being Lieutenant Junior Grades. And so they actually have free time now. Where their job is oh, no, done. this can't be good, right? They need more buffer time. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> So we get to see, is this the first time we see Orion language written out? Like Orion script? Ooh, I don't know. Like it's definitely much more prominent here than we've probably seen. But I don't know if it's the first time. So That's a little hard to tell. This this was, I thought, a little weird for um, the captain to come and say like, oh, you've been approved for for like shore leave you know to, you know it's like so you can go right home without like without actually going to tendy and saying like hey you know what do you think about this <laughs> you know, like yeah. how's your relationship <laughs> with your family you, you know it's like no you're gonna go home yeah it is a very strangely staged scene one yeah why is the captain delivering this message personally and then also isn't that normally an xo kind of a duty managing it, time off and duty rosters and stuff it's very much an EXO thing. I think they tried to explain it away by saying, oh, it's super important that we have good relations with the Orions right now because of X, Y, and Z. I suppose, but... Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but no, that, that should like, have been a ransom thing. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he just wasn't available that day to record or something. I don't know. <laughs> so with this... um. I, li- I like that they re- they had Mariner reference her putting her foot in her mouth with um, Tendi beforehand about her Orion heritage because I think that was in season one 
maybe season one or season two where yeah. she kept making reference to Tindy being a pirate. Right, and yeah. Just the Orion stereotypes as we were referring right. to earlier. Yeah, yeah. Because she had to make a point of emphasizing, I am not like that in season one. Yeah, and Tendi was having none of it. Uh, so we're we're seeing... Brotherford for the first time. Like that is yes. that is now a term. <laughs> we knew this was going to happen. These two, once they became buckmates, we knew that like one, they were gonna be like we were gonna see this side of them totally buddying up, which is fantastic. But then now we have a name, Brotherford. Brotherford. I mean for life. This is it. I do like that they had them get along so well. But then of course, you know, because this is a show and you need drama, you need conflict. You know, it's it's going to be, right. there's going to be something. I had no idea it was going to be as silly as who's going to spritz the bonsai tree. <laughs> well, of course, it's going to be something like that, though, because they're both such perfectionistic people that everything has to be just right. And I, I love the fact that they're fighting over who waters the freaking plant because only they can do that correctly. Like, really, guys? Listen to yourselves. So we find out that Tindy uh, was raised in privilege. And yes. This, like that compound gave me some serious Picard vineyard vibes. For real though. Like it's huge. It's in the middle of this vast field. Yeah. They, they obviously like, this is the revelation of just how high up Tendi's family is in Orion culture. Like she's really played it down this whole time. And now we're seeing the truth. So this for for those of you who haven't seen Star Trek Enterprise, this episode probably doesn't make that much sense to you because we didn't get any Orions in um, Next Gen, uh, Deep Space Nine, or Voyager. We only got it in the original series and um, uh, and Enterprise. Oh, I'm sorry, not including Discovery, not including I like New Trek. Sorry, and and so. It was revealed in Enterprise that the Orion Society is actually a matriarchal so society. Yes, and yes it because is. in TOS, it's the whole slave girl thing. They're dancing for them and everything like that, and they utilize their pheromones to control people. But you know, in Enterprise, it was revealed like, oh no, that's a cover. Like, like <laughs> there is no such thing as an Orion slave girl, and it's really just to hijack your crap. <laughs> right, right. It's all a front. Like, do they do anything straightforward in Orion oh, I think culture? Even, I don't think you know, they talk do. Talk about that in this scene where they're just like, <laughs> "Oh, Orion's like don't lie," and it's like, "Really? No, it's not true at all. We lie all the time." <laughs> right? Yeah. Come on. I am digging the Orion language, like the writing, all over the place. It's very cool. I like it a lot. I, I really yeah. do. I mean, like, like Star Trek is so cool with the visual language. Yeah, aesthetically, it's just very pleasing to the eye. I have no idea what it's saying, but if anybody ever actually, like, if there's an actual alphabet to translate, <laughs> like, I would actually look into it. Oh, I'm sure there has to be, right? There, I mean, the, the, like with these well, people, like with the crew think? of, I mean, with yeah. the people who make the show, they go so hard and so deep. Uh, into it's the true, lore that I'm because, sure that they do. Yeah, I mean, they're fans just like we are. They just get to actually make Star Trek. So that's true. Now, <laughs> okay, two Mark Twains. 
At first, I thought this was kind of stupid, but you know what? The more I watch this episode, the more I just enjoy it. This part I didn't think was stupid, but we'll 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 come back to that later on. Um, <laughs> no, I I thought this was funny because for some reason, like Mark Twain just struck a chord with audiences in Star Trek, and now it's it's tradition <laughs> to have Mark Twain or reference Mark Twain in in Star Trek. And, it um, is, yeah. Also, Orion Clubbing is, it reminds me of like Stardust City Rag on Picard. You know, you've got like a like oh that new gosh. Vegas, flashy lights everywhere kind of aesthetic. 100%. This is very much that. And I I, I absolutely love, like one of my, my favorite moment of the entire um, episode is the, uh, when Marinus says like, oh, I like how they didn't even go for the pun. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mariner has some fantastic dialogue in this episode. This episode is not b- about her by any means, but she gets some great zingers in here. But you know that she would love this opportunity. Like it's 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 cool that Mariner oh, totally. is involved in this away miss uh, away mission because like she feels at home here. Like she's a party gal. She you know, she's dangerous. She's she'll drink right? and get stabbed. <laughs> so <laughs> I love this gag. Oh, okay, she's going to get really... stabbed. It's re- it's a really funny gag that she gets stabbed in the same place multiple times. It does. But she needed to okay, I know it's a cartoon. But she <laughs> needed to have like a a dermal generator like just like snag it somewhere and then like <laughs> patch herself up. Even if she put like a band-aid on herself. But she's walking around with an open wound and just this acting like true. it's nothing. It's so like, weird. Uh, yeah, and okay, this is a knife stabbing. So there a should be stabbing. blood everywhere. That's a very good point. I, yeah, and yeah. Again, I know it's a cartoon. Okay, yeah. I know it's a cartoon. <laughs> One thing I do appreciate about newer Trek is in this kind of visual right here, Orions don't all have the same skin color. There's varying shades right. of green, which kind of goes against the whole monoculture thing. Like, hey, there's some diversity. Yay. <laughs> this is a good thing. Yeah, it's about it, freaking it is time. Nice. My goodness. I mean, but I guess you could say that um, even when we got a planet view, like the entire planet is green, the clouds are green, the land is green, the ships are green. Everything's green. green. So they're just kind (laughs) of running with it. They really did. So, okay, it's a monochromatic color palette, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we are back to Mark Twain now and Mark Twain. Who does the better Mark Twain? Jack Quaid or Oh man. I could <laughs> I I don't know. I, I feel like they're both gifted voice voiceover artists, but I feel like Quaid might have a little bit of an edge. Yeah, I have to agree. Eugene Cordero is not bad, but Jack Quaid has a real gift for a variety of voices. As, as we've seen on this show, he's done right. numerous impressions. Like, there was that scene where he does various members of the crew, and he's spot on oh, for yeah. every single one. That's right. I, okay, so it always it always confused me, because this is such a Star Trek thing, where sometimes they get dressed up to go to mm-hmm. the holodeck, and other times they dress, like, it, they wear holographic clothes. And to me, I'm just like, why? why would you ever dress up? Why wouldn't you just do holographic clothes every single time? 
Like that, that always confuses me. I know it's for, for visual business. It's so that you can get funny interactions outside of the holodeck. But right. I do like that they addressed it a little bit with Rutherford saying like, oh my God, why are vests so complicated? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, is that sort of like their version of enjoying cosplay? Oh, so okay. they have, have to, to be, actually right? replicate the costume themselves. Oh my. So I think Mariner called this the hump dungeon. Hump dungeon. <laughs> okay, I, I missed am, that this I'm, time. I'm never letting go of that phrase. Well, I mean, is it any wonder why she likes it here? I love that, that the men call the pheromones the moans. Like, I'm addicted the to moans. the moans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my they, God. Okay, so I thought that this was actually pretty tame considering what they've done in the past. Oh, yeah, this is nothing. I was this really just... expecting some crazy over-the-top stuff in something that Mariner referred to as the hump dungeon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is true. This is usually, like, this is their chance to go really super crazy. But so far this season, I don't think we've had anything, like, really explicitly sexual. Like, we usually get that one scene that everybody talks about online. Like, oh, my God, I yeah. can't believe they did that. But they're not doing it here. So this this madam of the hump dungeon, I, I'm going to keep saying hump dungeon for the madam rest of the, of the hump dungeons. I love so it. So this madam of the hump dungeon, uh, she has fangs. She has literal fangs. Like, yo, yeah, that would hurt. <laughs> so, and here we find out that not every Orion woman has pheromones. So we find out that Tindy doesn't have pheromones. Yeah. Do you suppose that's a part of why she really wanted to get into the sciences? Because she might be a really good fighter, but. Uh. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would go that far. I think it's just an interesting thing about this. This, again, goes against the whole monolithic thing where, like, not every Orion female is the is the exact same or has the exact same abilities or talents or anything like that. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We learn more about Orion culture in this episode than I think we do just about in any other series. And I love oh, the fact far. that we learn about it in this way because you could not do what we're doing on this episode in a live action, live action series. It just would not work the same. <laughs> Barr Miller still has his mustache on. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> So with this with this alien, because like, you know, on the bridge with Boimler and Rutherford, we see this alien. I think we saw this species before. I cannot remember the name of the episode, but it's where we have is taken captive and he's locked in a room with other aliens. And they don't yes. know how they got there. And uh, a replica card is left on the Enterprise. And this alien threatens to eat all of them, all of the other people in the room. <laughs> Right. I'm pretty sure that's, that's the same early, alien. It's like early TNG, isn't it? Like you, it wasn't season one or two, so it was like season three, maybe. Okay, okay. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I've watched this, really any TNG. This is where I go. This is friggin' stupid. <laughs> like, is this where it gets ridiculous? Where we have to do cosplay to make negotiation? This I love lower decks because it it bends it. it it bends the rules and it makes starfleet ridiculous in a funny way where you go like okay so this is like yes lower decks is crazy 
and the events happen, but maybe not necessarily in this way. That's how you can kind of consider it canon, blah, blah, blah. I hate talking about canon. But this is just friggin' stupid. Like, this is beyond <laughs> the pale. Like, this is not. It's so absurd, it's not funny. Like, oh, I was just I, I rolling know. my eyes the entire time. You know what saves it for me is Don Lewis doing her Mark Twain impression, which is also very good. Like, she's legit trying here. She's taking it seriously. And I don't mind it as much as you do, apparently. That's okay. No, I friggin' hated it. It's, no. <laughs> So coming up uh, in in this shot, we see an abandoned Starfleet vessel. Is that the the, the, the same class of ship as the Raven from Voyager, like the Seven Ooh. of Nines family ship? I don't know. Maybe, but uh, I'm gonna have to I can't look it confirm up. that. I'm not 100% sure, obviously, because I'm asking, but I'm going to have to look up because it looked familiar. I yeah. Yeah. Hey, listeners, reach out if you know the answer to that. So there's just this junkyard full of various ships just hanging out in this place. Do we, like, you know, what is the ultimate purpose? Are they just going to be left there forever to do nothing? Or is it like a scrapyard where eventually they're going to repurpose material? What's the deal here? I think it was, it's probably pillaged ships where they, they stripped everything else and... Where they're just like, yeah, we'll just dump them here. Like, we took everything of value, but now we're just going to leave the leftovers here. Don't you think, like, you could recycle it through a replicator or something? Hey, they're pirates. They're not... Uh, yeah, that's you know, true. This isn't Starfleet. They're not interested in that. Yeah, this isn't Starfleet. Now, Although, I love that we have weird Orion names like De Erica And Baert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was and the Ba-ert. dad's name. <laughs> Like, Devana sounds nice. It's good. But You're to right. Erica, just, you kind of have to stumble on that a little bit. Same like yeah, DeBert. Like, it was, yeah, no, it wasn't DeBert. I think it was Bert. So it was like oh, Bert, sorry, but yeah. just with a Bert, little hesitation yeah. in the middle. Yeah, it's basically, because like Vana is not a name. So Devana sounds like something alien. To Erica is just, that's just Erica with a D at the beginning. <laughs> right. It's like saying to Jennifer. Yeah, I was just about to bring up Jennifer. You're reading my mind here. Jennifer the Andorian. Yeah, we haven't seen Jennifer for a little bit. We actually see her in the next episode in the background, but... Yeah, but we really need to catch up and, like, what's going on with her and Mariner? Are they still dating? Are they working things out? Did they call it quits? What's the relationship status? I'm not on Facebook. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's everything about the storyline <laughs> stupid i mean honestly yeah the b plot is fairly forgettable Oof, but tendy's the tendy story though i mean this this shines this is really good stuff yeah this is nice it's 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 pretty dense it's surprisingly dense uh for yeah for it's what a it lot is. for just like what you know not even 20 something minutes of material since you're going back and forth between Plots, yeah. but we're getting into fi- family dynamics here and consequences of Tendi making the decisions that she has and why she was so hesitant to see her family. So this is all very, very good stuff. It's one of those times when I feel like be- like with the B-plot being so weak and the A-plot being so dense, this is one of those episodes where you could have just done a straight story. Just do this, like, just the yeah. Tendi story all the way through and you... Probably it would have been fine. Would have been better. Yeah. 
Yeah. That sword is is pretty awesome. Um it that, is. De Erica is holding like the I just I'm a sucker for black blades, like black and shiny with little gold trimmings and everything like that. Oh yeah? This I did not know about you. Well, I mean it's not like we haven't really reached that part in our relationship, Shar, where we talk about what kind <laughs> we of talk swords about the we swords. Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we go. Here's our moment. Now I know. So so Mariner gets like a stabbed a third time from Ricochet, <laughs> as we missed it yes. earlier. Um <laughs> and then later on we find out that she got stabbed at the reception. <laughs> yeah. Off screen. I did appreciate how they kept that going. Like every time it happened, it got funnier. So this okay, like as we were talking about, like, you know, what is this junkyard? Why are the ships there? And so we try to say, like, oh, you know, they stripped it of valuable stuff, but Tendi's able to make it work again? Like so really? Like this yeah, has been around so, since she was a kid and there's enough dilithium to get it off the ground. Okay. Apparently. This is why I find it so confusing is all she had to do is reroute some cables and then it's sort of operational again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a cartoon. Yeah. I keep telling myself that. Don't think too hard. Just enjoy it. I mentioned earlier I really that Mariner had some great show. lines, but Talyn, or yeah, Talyn is also just absolutely killing it in season four as one of our more mainstay characters now. We're getting a lot of Talyn. A lot. Yeah. And next episode, we're getting even more. Like, a, even we more are. than what we've been getting. Which is, which yeah. is crazy. I mean, they're, they're going all in on Talyn. They really are. Yeah. Which I'm enjoying. How about you? Uh, yeah. No, I, I enjoy the Talyn character. But I, I kind of miss... Uh, I kind of miss my poems. Uh, my uh, poems in Rutherford. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more... Uh, I feel like we're 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 focusing on the ladies a lot, which is which is nice. But I want a little bit. I I don't want to. I don't want to sacrifice our boys. Yeah. No. I I agree. We like Boimler has definitely taken uh, a step down this season yeah. to let more of Talyn in. But yeah, more Brotherford, please. I want to see all of their shenanigans. <laughs> well, I want I, everything I to go to wrong. An adventure with the five of them. I would love to see all five yes. on an away mission. Uh, I know we don't normally see that kind of activity. Like it usually has to be a special case to see all of them together. Right. But maybe well, you we'll know get what that it's going finale. to be. Every year so far, we've had kind of like the, the crisis point movie on the holodeck. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to have the next incarnation of that this year, right? It's usually about episode eight. So I think we'll get I, there. I would like to. Yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah. Tickle the ivories always. Now, this is the part I thought was stupid. No, I thought this was fun. I thought it was funny because it has no bearing on the plot. It's just them being ridiculous. Yeah. It's not them trying to convince an alien to leave Starfleet alone. It's them just being silly in the holodeck. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. You picked another thing where you have to wear old timey costumes and wigs again. That's That's not the the most creative. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's a stupid. thing to get all critiquey about but for all of the five seconds that we get it i'm not going to criticize you after i just went off on this b plot of the episode so don't worry (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's okay the a plot is definitely a winner the b plot eh, 
it's it's yeah. just okay. And thankfully, it is the B plot. It is short. It does what it has to, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, the Tendi family is what it's really about. That was our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to go to the nerdputty.com for more. Check out all of our backlog episodes. You can, you know, you know, marathon uh, Lower Decks and uh, take us with you wherever you go. So please tune in next week as we find out even more about Talin. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.